All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 25. You sure? No, I'm not sure. I know I just typed it in. 24 or 25. (laughs) Who knows? You will when you listen to it. Uh, Fantasy Binge, I'm your host who doesn't know what episode I'm on, Tamara. This is my anxious co-host over here. Tony James, the Fantasy Sage. I had a good week last week. I had a good We're already on to you. Good fantasy prediction week last week. This is Fantasy Binge. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us, please, at the name previously mentioned. You can also listen to us on TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Um, I- I'm just going to say, okay, let's do the recap first. Thursday night was crazy. Whoa. And it, it's not even Thursday night was crazy. The last 10 seconds eight, of Thursday's night, Thursday seconds. night's great game was just out of control. Okay. The, the game left a lot to be desired, right? We saw the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive line was pedestrian. The Cleveland Browns' offense had multiple opportunities, put up 21 points. There was a whole lot of punts, <laughs> a whole a lot, lot of, of back and forth with these two teams. There was nothing impressive or knew that we learned from either of these teams in this game. And then it happened. Hit the fan. So originally we were watching and all of a sudden there's a scuffle and all of a sudden like people are fighting and I see someone kick stomping out somebody in a brown jersey. Out of control. Then I see the replay and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> he hit somebody on the head with a helmet. Who's that with no helmet? Then I watched another replay and I go, wait a minute, that's, that's Mason Rudolph. That's my, that's my with quote no helmet. That. Wait a minute, he hit him in his head with his own helmet. So after several replays, several discuss, and I'm only talking about Thursday. I'm not talking about all the commentary that comes after. I'm talking about the ten minutes immediately following. When we're the digesting inc- this, immediately incident. following the slap. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> so what appears to happen is now. Here's what I'm going to say. This is my own a- 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 analysis of what happened. Okay. Uh oh, and just that quick, I forgot his name. Mason Rudolph. Uh, no. And Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that is an unnecessary tackle after the play. Miles, I mean, Mason Rudolph had already thrown the ball, and Miles Garrett comes in, starts pulling him from the hip, and then like pu- twisting him up and tackling him to the ground after the ball has already been thrown. Right. Which I think is what infuriates Mason Ru- Rudolph. Right. Who then. Like a girl doesn't really know how to fight. Well, I shouldn't say like a girl doesn't really know how to fight. But like someone who doesn't really know how to right, fight. Right. Like starts trying to like twist Mason Garrett's helmet off in some weird way and push him off. He had the back off. of it. He had the back of his helmet and it was like he was pulling trying the to back pull it of off. it. Right, right. But then he ends up like just pushing him off of him <laughs> like a girl being attacked by an overaggressive guy. Miles Garrett then says, oh, you're going to pull my helmet off. No, I'll pull your helmet off. Like, yank, yanks yank. Miles Rudolph's <laughs> helmet off. At which Miles Rudolph can't then let his, I mean, 
What we ended up doing after this Mason is watch. Rudolph. I'm sorry, Mason Rudolph. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Mason Rudolph then can't get his helmet snatched. I mean, that's like getting your chain snatched, which we then went back and watched. Yes, we did. Footage of when Akeem Twilly. I cannot get his Michael, name right. Akeem snatched off Michael Crabtree's chain. It led to going down the warm. Twice. Twice. Coining him two chains. <laughs> So Mason Rudolph says, well, you're not snatching my helmet off, tries to rush Miles Garrett and get his helmet back, in which Miles Garrett uh, just goes into apparently a rage at that point. Now, is that impulse? I'm sure it we is. We had a lot of people say, come out and say, you know what? Somebody's charging at you. You're in an altercation. There's a big ass lineman in between those but two. But you're in an altercation. Right? Somebody's charging at me. I'm out in the street. We've scuffled, and somebody's charging at me. My first thought is to swing. He just happened to have a 20-pound helmet in his hand. Are helmets 20 pounds? I think they're like 15 pounds. Okay. Swings, hits Mason Rudolph square on his head. Yep. In which Mason Rudolph then remembers, oh, there's refs. I could just cry foul now. Immediately goes to the flop status. Look, raising his arms, looking for a flag anywhere he can get it. No, it's not a flop. He got hit on the head, in which now even he is outraged. Yeah, looks and is like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. At that time, that's when I don't even know his name. 55 decides Uh, this is now an all-out street brawl. Two of Pittsburgh's linemen go after Marquis Pouncey. Go after Miles Garrett. Yeah. One, I believe, was trying to protect him and just laid on yeah, top of him. Yeah, he was just him laying on top of him. Because the other one was trying to stomp Marquise him out. Marquis Pouncey started throwing punches, kicking him when he fell to the ground. He was going in. It was over at that point. He, was he had going decided, in. I've got to get then, this too. And then the other guy who got suspended, whose last name I cannot pronounce, came out of nowhere and just shoved Mason, Mason Rudolph to the ground. And Mason Rudolph, like, what the hell? <laughs> Hilarious. The whole thing was hilarious. Now, I have to put on two hats, right? When I not when I when I analyze a situation like this, I have to think about what would have happened in the street. Well, this isn't the street, this is a professional. Versus what's happening with on on, on primetime television with hundreds of cameras around, referees and everybody can see and there's millions of dollars on the line. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to stop yourself in the pit of rage when something like that is going on. And he lost it. Yeah. He lost it. And it just went too far. I said to several people the next day. Miles Garrett lost it. I I said, listen, yes, Mason Rudolph instigated this fight. Absolutely 110%. And I'm going to go with, I still believe that that was a, if the the tackle alone had nothing else happened, the tackle alone would have been a, a penalty. Still don't snatch my helmet off. That's fair. You don't reach to the back of my helmet and start to try to snatch my helmet. You don't do that. He was like trying to right? twist it on. And so he didn't it, know what he was doing because he was mad. I feel like he Mason Rudolph instigated the fight. Um, now somebody said Mason Rudolph punched him in the nuts or kicked him in the. They nuts. did say there was a kick. I'd have reason. to go back, but that's not what anybody was looking at. So yeah. you'd have to take your attention away from the physical activity that was happening and look at that. But they, a lot of people did say that. But many people are saying. I don't even think people would have been mad if it had just been fisticuffs. If he had dropped his helmet and swung, 
there probably would have still been a game suspension. Yeah, right. It wouldn't be what it is. But now. it wouldn't be what it is now. The, it's the fact he swung the helmet and made perfect and made contact. contact. It wasn't like oh you nicked him. No, you hit hit him dead square yeah. on his head. Yeah, he had that <laughs> oof face. <laughs> <laughs> made contact with him. It was hilarious. The whole thing was funny, but it it could have very easily been more serious, more, more serious, serious than it, than it was. was. Had he been, had he, had it been the crown of the helmet? Yeah, that made contact with it. It was the opening part of the helmet, so it was like the rim mm-hmm. that goes on top of your head that made contact. But had it been the crown, that's a big man swinging that helmet. Had he hit him in the temple? If Mason Rudolph would have fell to the ground after that hit, it really would have. It would have been, yeah. So. The other thing that I've never, ever seen before in my life was Pittsburgh just said, this whole team, this whole stadium, these fans, everyone's hey. trash. And didn't even finish the <laughs> They just left the they field. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, there's five seconds left. Like a chick who catches her man cheating in a comedy club, yo. walked in through a drink in his face and walked out like both of you are trash. It was terrible. It was like everybody's trying to figure it out. Coaches are talking to one another. The band storms the field. <laughs> Reporters like, are what on is the going? Field. Like, we got five seconds. We got ticks left. We have to make this official. Now, you said something that would have been just totally too much. You were like, ooh, Baker Mayfield should just throw it to somebody <laughs> and run it into the end zone and run up the score. Could you imagine after all that if they would have done that? I mean, I... I'd be like, I Chubb, can't say I wouldn't have Chubb, to see Chubb, it. go out there and get this fantasy money real quick. <laughs> real quick. I'm going to hand you the ball. Nobody's on the field just running into the They got to count it. They got to count. We got five seconds left. They got to count it. That would have oh been God. beautiful. So that was, that was a craziness. Now, throughout the game, you've got, um, who is it? Juju uh, goes out with a yeah. concussion. Yeah. James uh, Conner with the shoulder. And... Uh, it was another was receiver yeah. whose ear was bleeding. Yeah. After he got hit, and I know I wrote it down. Was it DeAndre? Um, Deontay uh, De- Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Oh, uh, Deontay Johnson, the one who that was scary. Yeah, that was. Uh, he's in concussion protocol, obviously. Yeah. Now I immediately said, if your ear's bleeding, you have brain damage. That was that's, scary. That's well, some immediately, old if you see the playback, soon as the contact is made, he's screaming like something's in pain. Mm. And then they come out, they bring all the people out on the field, they go over to him, he's on the ground, he's clearly in pain. When he takes his helmet off and they're taking him to the tent, that's when you can see there's blood. And he can barely walk. Oh, they they had to to hold him up all the way to the tent and there's blood running out of this dude's ear. That is scary. Very scary scene that Mm -hmm. it was. A lot of injuries in that game. Um, End of the day, Cleveland Browns get the win. Uh, that brings the Pittsburgh Steelers to five and five, brings the Browns, I believe, to four and five. That sounds about right. Or four and six. You one, know, one or the other. We don't have to guess on this show. We have the beauty. Of- um, and that makes the Cleveland Browns still in the playoff hunt, technically in that division. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. After all that, Cleveland still possibly might be. They got. They have to make the wild card because nobody's going to catch Baltimore. Um, but. They're they're still in the hunt technically by the numbers, so. All right, <clears throat> so that's Thursday night's recap. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Miles um, Garrett suspended, suspended indefinitely. Yeah. Indefinitely. Now we had talked. We said, okay, we can't wait till Friday morning. Right. 
what is what are all the what are all the pundits going to uh, pundits? That's more of a news term. But what are all the uh, commentators going to say? Yeah. He's obviously we had the discussion. Okay, how long do you suspend him? You suspend him ten games. We started talking about okay. Well, if you compare what this what happened on the field to uh, the indiscretions of Kareem Hunt. Or someone, um, not Adrian Peterson. Did Adrian Peterson get suspended for whipping his child? Whole season. Okay. He lost a whole season. Also, when you start comparing it to other acts that people have done, what their sentencing, I I say that with quotes, sentencing (laughs) looks like from the NFL, what was Miles Garrett going to get? And now we see he's indefinitely. Like, basically, they're saying... You might not ever play again, depending on how we feel. It speaks to the hypocrisy of the NFL. Somebody posted a meme, uh, a meme of some stats about suspensions, and at the very bottom was the individual from the Buffalo Bills. Oh no, no, no! It's Antonio Callaway, who just got waived by the Cleveland Browns, who got ten games. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. He lost his appeal for ten games. Ten games for weed. For weed. For weed. I was like, 10 games? I don't remember hearing about what he did. Kareem I Hunt kicked a chick in the hallway and got eight. Actually, did he kick her? Oh, he did kick yes, her. Yes, and got eight. Yeah, but you know what? And yeah. people have received less There's too for much, worse offenses. There's too much ambiguity in how the NFL hands out yeah. suspensions. Because mm-hmm. I agree. For weed, you got 10 games? What were you now, granted, selling? This is a second. Were you offense. running a a, a cartel or a it's cartel? Weed, it's pain management at this point, and they need to start looking at it that way. And it's gonna. I think we're gonna get there, right? But then, what do you do to all the people who have lost money due to that over the course of the years? You do like you do with the justice justice system. You let them all out. That's just crazy. Ten um, games. So anyway, he gets he's suspended indefinitely, which. At this point, to me, just means they haven't made up their mind on what they should do because of all the ambiguity that we're talking about. I think it's going to be 14. I think he's going to get the last six of the season. They said the minimum is the rest of the season in the playoffs. I doubt they make the playoffs. So we're talking six games. Mm-hmm. That gets him to the end of the season, and then I think he'll be suspended for half of, of the next, of next year. Yep. Do you think that if that is the case – that is justifiable for what happened. I do. Okay. I do. And I, and I think a lot of it is because... And see, I don't know if I do. I, I, I just... There's a part of me that, that just feels like um, it, the action is egregious. And you cannot... And I said it that night after we watched the clips back. I said, that's the difference between assault and assault with a deadly weapon. Or assault... And attempted murder. When you add an object, a blunt object, and hit somebody over the head, you hit somebody over the head with a champagne bottle whose head is unprotected. I think it'd be lighter even if he still had his helmet on. Mm. Right? But this man's helmet is off. He's unprotected. You cannot take a blunt object and smack this dude over the head with it. Here's what I'm going to say about assault. And I'm only just throwing this out there. I'm, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I'm also going to say that when I served on a two-day jury, mm-hmm. the charges were assault. And the definition of assault is any aggressive action that you take, whether you make physical contact or not with the person, that results in that person 
being harmed or having some type of yeah, if I injury flinch some, at somebody and they yeah. fall and hit their head. You could be charged with yeah, assault. Absolutely. So I think when you say, oh, that's the difference between us, even when you're looking at assault, there's different levels. Assault is one blank, blanket term, True. and there are different levels within that. So, But generally, I'm talking about a street fight, right? Okay. Somebody punches somebody in the face in the street, it's assault charges. Okay, but if you swing a bat at them, that's assault with a deadly weapon. That's assault weapon. with a deadly weapon. That rises, that, that, that increases the amount of years that you could get. That rises to a different level. You can't hit somebody over the head with something, man. You just cannot do that. And if the fact that you've lost control to that level, now, of course, they do what they always do in these instances, right? They try to criminalize the person. And so they were bringing up all his other incidents uh, from earlier this season. Week one and week two, he was fined twice by the league, um, once for an incident with a quarterback and once for punching somebody in the face in week two. On the field? On the field. Um, he was fined ten thousand dollars for the first incident, and he was fined like twenty five or thirty thousand dollars for the second incident. I'm not but saying that he hasn't cr- had anything between then and that. Yeah, but I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's criminal. To me, that's not criminalizing him. To me, that's showing a pattern of he's can't control himself on the field. But is it a pattern if I haven't done it for nine games? Yeah, because you've already it's already happened twice this season. It's not a pattern if that was nine years ago. It's a pattern if already twice this season we've had to get at I you. I just don't feel like it's in Dominic and Sue. And Dominic and Sue, it, 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 that was a pattern. This motherfucker was stepping on people, doing every game. <laughs> there was a clip where this fool was involved I don't think in some kind of nefarious to, I don't act. think it has to be every game for a pattern to be established. That, that's fair. Um, to me, the fact that we've already addressed this issue in this season, and you already know you got to keep your cool. Mm-hmm. To, to me, suggests you have a problem with keeping your cool. Yeah. My homeboy said he thinks he's on coke. Mm, that could be true. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Hell of a drug. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let, let's get off that. Okay, so that's the fight. That's the craziness. It, it, you've had to have heard about it. That's our take on it. We are definitely not the end-all, be-all right. professional right. opinions on that. You're just listening to us hash it out. Yeah. Other. Okay. So that's a recap. Let's. Okay. We talked about Juju. We talked about the guy whose ear was bleeding. That's pretty much all that happened. No. No. Other than the fight in the game. There's no real highlights of the game. Odell Beckham had one nice catch. Nick Chubb Uh, and and and, uh, one nice catch. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt had pedestrian days. Uh, uh, Nick Chubb got to that 92 yards late. I would like to hear a definition of what pedestrian means. Means like anyone could have done it? Yeah, very average. Okay, okay, yeah. got it. Because um, when I hear pedestrian, I hear somebody who doesn't have a car and they're walking on the sidewalk. Yeah, you can equate his performance to that. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, nothing exciting. Uh, some additional news. Now, obviously we're going to save the big news for last. Got to talk about it. Um, but some news from around the water cooler. Uh, Eagles are signing Jay Ajayi. I don't like that. You don't like it because they just cut him when he was hurt, and now that he's not hurt, they're like, okay, we'll take you back. I think it means that Jordan Howard's injury is a lot more than they're putting on. Yes. Um, but Remember, watch what I say, not what I, or watch what I do, right. not what I but say. Remember, we started this season with an already congested backfield with Corey Clement, Darren Sproles, Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. and Jordan Howard, and it looks well, like we're getting back to that. Well, Darren Sproles is out for the he's, rest he's of the season. He's gone for the season. And now Clement's got, already been on IR. And now you've got Jordan Howard that's going out. So that just that only leaves Miles but Sanders. He, he's not going out. He's questionable. 
right? He could still play tomorrow. Yeah, so that's an insurance still- policy, but now you've still got three usable backs, and it's starting to look like New England's backfield, which is the problem. You don't know. You've got James White. You've got Sony Michelle. You've got Rex Burkhead when he's uh-huh. healthy. You don't know you who's don't know who to start on a week to week basis. So you think that's where Philadelphia is getting when I think with that's this where signing of Jay Ajayi, uh, You're looking at Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, and now Jay Ajayi. Anybody can get the ball. Anybody can get the ball. Okay, it's just tough. Um, we've got Washington has uh, Josh Dotson in Washington is coming off of IR. Yes. As is Darius Geis. So it could be good because who did I just see? Well, we'll talk about when we get to the injury. Well, they need wide receivers because uh, Peterson, uh, sorry, Paul Richardson. That's that's who's out. Is hurt and who's out. Vernon Davis and their tight ends have been out for a long time. Mm -hmm. Sprinkle has been a non-factor in that offense. All they have is Terry McLaurin and Adrian Peterson. That's their entire offense. And Dwayne Haskins is going to need some weapons to yeah, get the to ball to. to. Yep. Uh, we already talked about Antonio Callaway losing his appeal and getting a t- getting 10 games for weed. Uh, Jacoby Brissett set is official set to start He's this playing. Saturday. Yes. Um, Glad to have him back. And pretty much that's all the additional news. There yeah, wasn't a lot of news. There's a, There's been a few things that have been dominating the news cycle over the last couple of days, so there hasn't been much else. And you know what one of those things are? Colin Kaepernick's workout is today. Now, here's the latest, right? So we already knew workout was coming on Saturday. Everything that we talked about on the last podcast, right? What the NFL was not willing to provide, the workouts on Saturday, it's usually on a Tuesday, their camp had a problem with that, all this stuff. So what it sounds like now, the workout is actually supposed to be taking place right now. Like literally like literally as we, as we are recording this, the workout now, is, is supposed to be taking place. Pacific so Standard they, they Time. They should be 30 minutes. Not in. specific, as I've heard some people say. We are Pacific Standard Time. So the latest that happened was, <laughs> there's a lot of things that the Kaepernick, uh, that his camp was requesting, one of which was that, was for the media to be able to be present in this workout, strictly for, tra- for, for transparency purposes. Okay. Which I completely understand, right? I don't want the NFL to be able to get to be able to own the rights to the videotape of this workout and to be able to edit however they see fit and send that to the 32 teams. I wouldn't trust them either. Okay. So I'd want it to be I didn't be, realize we couldn't trust the NFL in this uh, manner. Hell no. <laughs> um, so I definitely You mean they're going to take a tape and edit it for their own convenience and narrative and spin it? Absolutely. Hmm. So uh, because the easiest thing to do is say, "See, we gave him a chance and he can't play." Yeah. Right? That would be the easiest thing to do. Now, as of this morning, there were 25 teams. At when at the beginning of the – when we first recorded the other day, it was 10. As of this morning, it was 25 teams that have confirmed that they were going to be present at this workout. Now, as of close to the workout time, mm-hmm. apparently – Which was what, 3 o'clock? The workout time was 3 o'clock three Eastern, Eastern time. Right. So 12 o'clock our time. They're turning media away. About 40 – yeah, about 45 minutes before. Right. They're I turning media away at the Atlanta Falcons, uh, their stadium. And so Caps team says, you know what? We're going to move it. This is no longer an NFL production. This is no longer an NFL event. We have a venue. It's about 45 minutes up the road. All media and all people who came out here are welcome, and we're going to put on this workout. 
Now, if I'm out there trying to see Cat perform, I'm driving 45 I'm minutes. I'm driving 45 minutes. If they and wouldn't the thing let is, me your team, this. your team flew you out there for a reason. No, Most I'm saying, look, before we talk about the teams, because I do want to get into that, I'm saying media, fans, anybody who was trying to get in access to it who could not get access, they're going to drive 45 minutes. You're going. Now, as far as teams, one thing that we saw, one notification we saw was that Hugh Jackson mm-hmm. was flown out. To lead the workouts. Okay. Then they changed the location. Mm-hmm. Tell him this is where it's at. With less than an hour notice, he gets back on a plane. He, he heads to the airport. Now. So my question to you was, is this a bad move on Cap's team and gives an opportunity for teams to say, ah, there was too much up and down right before the thing. We just decided not to attend. I believe that this is firmly calculated by Kaepernick and his team. Okay. The same way that the NFL wasn't willing to provide a list of wide receivers who was going to be throwing to at this event, and Cap said, I'll bring my own. Right? So he, he took four guys, put them on the plane with him. I also believe he brought his own individuals that were willing to work him out for this workout. You have to know when you pull something like this, there are going to be people that are going to pull out. There are going to be people that say, you know what? This is getting crazy. I don't want to be a part of this. I was falling out here to do a thing at this location by the league. That's changing. I have to step back, right? You have to know that that could happen. Okay. In preparation for that, you have to say, no big deal. I understand. I got my own people. Okay. Right? I firmly believe that that is taking place. Now, the question is this. When you remove the NFL from the equation and you decide to make your own decision, yes, there are 25 teams that are going to be present. And I think that's the best thing that could have happened. The fact that that number increased to 25, which means now there's only seven teams that that you're going to have to reach out to, right? But if it had still been at 10, and now you do this workout in front of 10, how do you get this workout to the other 22 teams like the NFL was going to distribute this thing but when you remove them from the equation they might say okay well screw you that's true you know what I mean now it's you you have to do your due diligence to say here it is guys and will they accept it not coming from the league but 25 teams you got representatives in the building that's that's the audience you've needed this entire time now another issue that I see Listening to all of the commentary that's been revolving around this all week, I came to the conclusion that the NFL created this entire thing that made Colin Kaepernick a pariah. And no team individually, Mm -hmm. I think there are teams that definitely wanted to work him out, Uh but no team wanted to go out on a limb and be the team that now the whole entire world is looking at and pointing at and saying, you did this. We talked about that on Wednesday. We talked about how this provides the perfect cover for teams to come, do the workout, view the workout, and then if they decide not to move forward, it's not a, oh, you never had any intentions on offering cap and blah, 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 blah. On the flip side, Roger Goodell does not want this to be a part of his legacy as GM. And that would be a narrative that would be talked about once he's out of the NFL. So they created a shield around the rest of the league to say, it's okay. And now go ahead and view them and go do what you do. It's okay. And I say sign before the end of the year. Okay, you're still sticking by your statement. He will be on a team. Thanks, so. Signed. He may or may not play, 
But a team is going to pick him up before the end no, of the season. I think it'll be a backup. Okay. There's no team with a starting quarterback that they're not going to – that's good enough to make the playoffs that they're not going to ride into the playoffs. Now, injury happens, that's a different story. But I think he will land on an NFL team this season. There are going to be some teams that want to wait until the offseason, mm-hmm. and there are going to be some teams that say, we're not going to allow that. We're going to snatch him up now and put him on our staff. Well, it's a good thing you mentioned injuries because that's the perfect segue from news around the water cooler into the injury rundown. Um, what do we have? Do we have anybody who's definitely out? Actually, we do have people who are definitely out. Um, we've got we talked about Darren Sproles is definitely is out rest of the season. Adam Thielen is out. Matthew Stafford's out. Alshon Jeffrey, yeah, is out. Yeah. Uh, everyone else that Devontae I have, Freeman and Austin Hooper. Yeah, out. Are out. Um, Marquise Brown, Hollywood is questionable. Uh, I'm just, I'm scroll, I'm literally scrolling through ESPN right now. David Montgomery will be a game time decision. We learned this morning that Trey Burton was placed on IR. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be done for That's this. Tight end for Chicago. Right, he's going to be done for the season. AJ Green, of course, again has been ruled out. Um, John Ross. Is coming off of IR will be eligible December 8th in Cleveland. Okay. So that is a waiver claim that I think now we don't know now that Andy Dalton's no longer the quarterback for this season, what it's going to look like with this new dude in there. You said Cleveland, but I think you I mean Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. No, he, oh, it's against Cleveland oh, game okay. on December 8th. Um, we don't know what that's going to look like, but John Ross is a clear two over Auden Tate. As soon as he comes back into this office. Because, again, they don't have A.J. Green. They don't have A.J. Green. So they've got uh, uh, John Ross and they've got uh, – I can't think of the other dude's name. Pull it up. Go ahead. Look for it. We don't have to talk about Cleveland because they've already played. Um, You've got Cooper Cup who's dealing with a sickness right now, so he's questionable for Sunday. All the tight ends in – Los Angeles or Rams are questionable for Sunday. Stafford is out. Yeah, we said that. I said that. Stafford's out. Trey Burton's on IR. Damian Williams is questionable for Monday KC. Now, that Kansas City game is in Mexico City. Mexico City. So. Uh, Will Fuller has been downgraded to out. Oh, he's downgraded to out? Dude, downgraded oh to out. God. Well, he was just co- he was coming back from an injury anyway. So I he's, know, he's but. He's been out, but yeah, it was it sounded promising earlier in the week. A, yeah. yeah, he's been downgraded to out. Devin Funches and T.Y. Hilton are out. Uh, Paris Campbell should be back in week 13, so we've got another two weeks to wait for him. Damian Williams, non-injury related, is again not with the Chiefs on Saturday practice due to personal reasons but is expected to travel with the team to Mexico City. Now, I had him as one of my must-starts this week for Kansas City. Um, So if he does not end up traveling with the team, then I've got to think think that it's going to be LaShawn McCoy. Okay. I've got to think that he's he's not on the injury report. Remember last week he was a healthy scratch. Mm -hmm. So I've got to think that that LaShawn McCoy is going to be the guy for Kansas City. Tyler we talked about that. We talked about that Wednesday. So yes. listen to the last show if you need a rundown of the must starts or must sits for running the running pack position. Right. 
Tyler Higby and um, Gerald Everett, both of the tight ends for the L.A. Rams, are questionable. You clearly for are not listening to me while you're looking up these. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm running it down. Yeah, I'm no, just you're looking, looking at all up the teams. I, t- I just said that uh, filling in space while you were okay. looking this I'm up. I'm sorry. Did you talk about Brandon Cooks? No, I did not talk Brandon about Brandon Cooks has a concussion. Well, we already knew he had a concussion, but he actually practiced in a limited capacity this week. I highly doubt that he actually plays. I talked about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup's going to go. As of today, he's no longer even on the injury report. He wasn't injured. He's sick. Oh. Well, they would still have him on the injury report designated with an illness. But you're right. That news did just come through. So when I pulled this up, it probably isn't the most up-to-date information. Now you're telling our listeners we're not giving them the most up-to-date information? Like, I pulled this up like 30 minutes ago. So well, that's cl- then that's that, newer than what I pulled up because mine. But was that notification my- did just pop up as we were recording okay. this podcast. Um, Thielen, I'm looking for. Thielen He's is out. out. Thielen's out. Darren Sproles is out. Matthew Stafford, Alshon Jeffrey's out, and that comes into play when we talk about the wide receivers. Uh, Damn. Just because. Okay, we'll get into it. But Jeffrey's out. Sterling Shepard is questionable. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Saquon Barkley this week being potentially shut down for the rest of the season. He does have a shoulder. They're not winning. So why continue to trot a guy out there and risk further injury if you, uh, you guys are clearly not going to the playoffs? What's the point? That's crazy. Um, but he has no interest in being shut down, and he doesn't think that the team is going to shut him down. So Keep an eye on that because, like me, he's probably one of your running backs that you're relying on. So Most if they're definitely. going to start using him less in gameplay. And he's been playing like poop. Yeah. Then <laughs> you, you need to, especially with play with fantasy football playoffs coming up. Yes, yes, You definitely, definitely want to start watching that trend and seeing do you need to pick someone else up. Now, you learned something interesting in one of your leagues, which was – uh, they lock waivers. You can't even pick a new person up, and you have, what, three empty bench spots in that league? Four. <laughs> um, I move in fantasy. I cut people every single week. And then I pick people up according to news and things that are happening throughout the week. And this particular league is the Megalable. One of the podcasts that we listen to is a fantasy footballers. Fantasy footballers. And if you are listening to us, you are inclined to listen to podcasts. Also, you are inclined to listen to podcasts about fantasy football. So we would definitely recommend, recommend you listening to the fantasy footballers. They're amazing. If you think we're great, they're amazing. Um, so they have this league every year called the Megala Bowl. Mm-hmm. And what you, if you win the Megala Bowl, you get into their listener league. For the following season, which I would love to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So they have a rule that says, because they can't monitor every team that's in this league. There's so <laughs> many people that are playing. So the easy way to do it is to say, okay, once the playoffs start, which only the top four teams in each of these leagues make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then they take the top 50% every week to move on to the next round of the playoffs okay. based on scores. Um, but they can't monitor what other teams do. Right, so some people might get mad and drop their whole team, and now guys like Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey and it could land on waivers. They can't monitor that, so they just lock. Whoever's on your roster at the beginning of the playoffs is who you got. <laughs> That's who you're rocking with throughout the end of the, <laughs> and who end do of the you season. Have? <sighs> so, I literally have three dudes on my bench <laughs> outside of the starting lineup. Those dudes are Tom Brady. <laughs> 
Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. who's hurt, and a, a tight end. I have a tight. I have an extra tight end, and that's it. So this week, my two receivers. I have Tyreek Hill, who's going to play. Yeah, but you have two receivers. But on. I have Emmanuel Sanders, who's hurt, and Adam Thielen to choose from for my second receiver spot. Both of which are hurt. Yeah. And then next week, there's a bye. Yep. You know who's on a bye? Kansas City and Minnesota. <laughs> So I have Minnesota's defense, uh, Adam Thielen, and Tyreek Hill all oh, on a bye. So I have, I have Emmanuel Sanders if he's healthy to start at the wide receiver position next week. That's it. You don't have a defense. You don't nope. have – yeah. And I got to land in the top 50% of scoring. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Now, my team's been putting up 160 a week. In a league, what are the average scores, though? Because that's all relative. 120 to 130. Okay. Right? So I have a solid team. So there's a possibility yeah, if that I could land around. at the back end of that 50% each week, and Is then I got my whole team back. Weekly points or total points? Total points. So Oh, no, no, no. It's weekly. It's points for that week. For that week. Yeah. Okay. So it's possible. I think I'll make it in the top 50% this week, but, but next week, week without, a, without a wide receiver and without a defense, I don't know. I, I, like I, I got know. my fingers crossed this week that that Emmanuel because he's questionable uh-huh. that Emmanuel Sanders is gonna go. Let me so just go at least ahead I have a full roster. Pop your bubble week. now. Next week is when you fall out of this league. I don't think so. All of this so. I bring up one because it's interesting, but two to remind you: read your league. Uh, yes, rules I did not read the at rules. the beginning of the season when we first uh, when we released the draft show. The first, one of the dra- top five draft advice was yeah. read your teams read or your rules. league's rules now, so that you know what's going on. Some of the teams are pissed because waivers cleared on Tuesday mm-hmm. or on Monday. Waivers clear every day in this league Okay, at a certain time. So waivers cleared on Monday. They weren't supposed to. Ooh. And so all of the people who picked up people on Monday or Tuesday, it was something like that. They have to pull those people off of those rosters because, yeah, that's one of the things they announced on the podcast. It was all on the website. They Mm. said, we're sorry, but it was supposed to be locked. We have to pull all those people off of your roster. I know what that's like in the real world. I have a real world work scenario where I will be dealing with something similar to that. And I know we're going to get tons of calls from angry people. Yeah, it's terrible. So the marriage (coughs) time is questionable. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, questionable. Chris Herndon, we already talked about him last week. The Are Raiders you reading actually, off your roster? No, I'm reading. I'm scrolling through the teams on the injury report. Oh, on we're ESPN. still doing injuries. Yeah, we're somehow not. Somehow we had gotten we're only, sidetracked. We're only at oh. with you talking about your. Uh, you the one who brought it up? Because I thought we were done with injuries. I'm ready to move on to the these wide receiver and tight end. We're, we're only on O. Okay, we're at the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you already talked about Alshon. We don't need to talk about the Steelers. Uh, we talked about Emmanuel Sanders. Dante Pettis has a groin injury. He's questionable. Raheem Mostert is also questionable. Isn't Matt Breida questionable too? That's a situation that you guys really need to look at because Matt Breida with an ankle is doubtful. Okay, so that's pretty much out. Raheem Mostert is questionable with a knee injury. If neither one of them go, you're talking about Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Coleman is, is your running back. back. They got this dude, James, Ricky James Jr., who's fine. Um, but outside of Mostert and Breida, I don't think that there's another running back on that team that I would start. Um, Tyler Lockett has a lower leg injury. Uh, he's expected to suit up in week 12. 
Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't have any offensive injuries of note. Neither does Tennessee. And last but not least, we have the Washington Redskins, where Chris Thompson is question that Chris Thompson is out. Vernon Davis is out, and Paul Richardson is out. They don't have anyone to catch a ball over. In Yet I still put money on Dwayne Haskins beating the Jets. The line is a point and a half, <laughs> and I, I it's in my parlay. I think the Washingtons are going to pull this off, and I think they're going to win by four. All right, sounds good. <clears throat> this isn't bet the process, so I don't think people are listening to get betting advice. But. We apologize for all of the uh, the Kaepernick news. I know we've been all over the place and today. The, well, we we I talked feel like a long we're already time. forty minutes in, and yeah. we're not even into position. We yet. talked a long time about Kaepernick and about the fight on Thursday night. This is so exciting! <laughs> so this is going to run long, but we're getting to the end. <clears throat> all right. So on Wednesday, we already talked about quarterbacks. We talked about running backs. So if you need to hear advice before tomorrow's games, go back and listen to episode 24 or 23, whichever one it is, depending on whichever episode this is. And in this episode, we're going to go ahead and run down wide receivers and tight ends. So I think we're starting at the wide receiver position, if I'm not, uh, if I'm correct. Uh, Who do you think definitely needs to be played this week in the wide receiver position? All of the Dallas wide receivers. um, uh, Amari Cooper. Well, Amari Cooper is questionable. Yeah. He's dealing with a, I think, ankle and knee injury. Understand, this is all if these people play. Okay. Right? Okay. So one thing you need to pay attention to as I'm running these names off is whether or not these guys are actually on the injury report, whether or not they go. If they go, these are the play. guys that I think you should play. I just wanted to throw that out there that yeah. Omari Cooper is working through something. For sure. Uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb. Okay. I love all these receivers. Again, they're playing against the Detroit defense we know what that defense looks like uh also they have a backup quarterback with uh bradford i mean not bradford but uh matthew stafford being out and so that defense is going to be on the field a lot more than normal against this dallas d um so i like all three of those wide receivers this week all of the wide receivers in the game against the new orleans saints and the tampa bay bucks I say all, but I really mean Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Michael Thomas. Okay. Um, I don't know. You never know. You can't predict Ted Ginn's fantasy production. He's touchdown dependent. He's extremely touchdown dependent. So that's not a guy that's probably even on anybody's roster at this point unless you're in a really, really deep league. Um, But this is going to be a high-scoring game. The game is away from New Orleans. It's in Tampa Bay. And another fun fact that I looked at is for the last – Five seasons, if I'm not mistaken, they've split games. So we might see New Orleans lose again tomorrow in in a high scoring, tight matchup. Um, But these both of these teams give up work to the wide receiver position, and so I expect it to be two games in a row that and division losses because they just lost against Atlanta unexpectedly. Yep, definitely. Um, Ted Ginn Jr. I mean, in his last four outings, there's a bye in week nine, but basically he's averaging six points in a half-point PPR. Yeah, and last just, week against Atlanta, he was a half a point. You just can't. You, yeah, you just so can't you're definitely, him. like you, you said, otherwise in a deep league, you're not really playing yep. Ted Gidger. Uh Terry McLaurin. Okay. A lot of that stems on the fact that he's the only guy. I mean, Trey Quinn is there, but who cares? Mm-hmm. Right? Terry McLaurin, I think, is going to have a game. They're playing against the Jets, who are 30th against the pass. And I think this is going to be DJ Haskins, uh, Dwayne Haskins coming out party. 
Um, so him and McLaurin, I think, are going to have a nice one-two punch against that Jets D. So I see you've switched the narrative from Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson. Now you're going with oh, no, Washington's, is, Washington's terrible This is strictly just this week. Okay. <laughs> like, there's been nothing before. There will be nothing after. I'll be <laughs> okay. all the way off this offense. Just this week against the Jets. Um, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Playing against the Falcons, again, we talked about this earlier when we talked about the running backs and the quarterbacks. I think that defense playing coming off that bye last week was an absolute fluke. This is another division game at in Carolina, and I think Carolina is going to ball on these boys. And so I like Moore and Samuel in that game. Uh, Hollywood Brown, if Hollywood Brown goes against the Houston Texans, another bad defense against the pass. They're pretty tough against the run. They have a terrible pass rush. So, um Lamar Jackson is going to have time in the pocket to allow plays to develop. So not only is he going to ball on the ground, but he's going to have time for things to open up uh, in the passing game. So I like Hollywood in this game. Um, Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate. John Ross, as we know, is still out, um, but they're playing against the Oakland Raiders. Same thing when Detroit played against these dudes. Now, Taper expectations because they do have a backup quarterback, but he has had a whole nother week of practice with the ones. And so I think Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate are going to take a step forward this week with him at the helm. Um, and the Raiders secondary is just bad. Mm, don't give my Raiders too much. Uh, Julian Edelman and Mohamed Sanu. Okay. Playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, 24th against the pass. The Eagles defense is really just not that great. Um and so, and the Patriots are coming off of a bye again. We talked about Bill Belichick having an additional week to prepare against any team is a very scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I like Edelman in the slot and Sanu lined up out wide against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. As usual, because I'm only doing my top three choices, so you've included my top three choices of wide receivers that we definitely need to play. Michael Thomas, Tyler, uh, Tyler. Uh, Hollywood Brown and you can't read your writing. No, I can't because I was <laughs> I was trying to prep you quickly. Right really Washington's fast. Washington's oh uh, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Thank you. Um, I, I agree on all those positions. Those are must plays for this week. Yeah. All right. So now our wide receivers that you definitely, absolutely, if you have them in your lineup. Take them out, put them on the bench, and find anyone else to play. Who are those positions? This is hard. Uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Yep. I, I, I just – the matchup is going to be tough against Dallas. Now, this is a team you can run the ball against, and unfortunately for Detroit, Ty Johnson is hurt, and they don't really have a running back that's going to do that. So I just he, see – He did clear concussion protocol, so yeah. he will be playing. But he's not He's not proven to be no. a great no, replacement for um, – Not at all. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I already have it. You, I know. I know. Uh, think of the song. 55. No, not 55. Uh, oh, no. Uh, you had it. <sighs> carry on my way. Thank you. Carry on, Johnson. Carry on, Johnson. Um, I think they're just, just going to struggle to put up points in this one. This, yeah. should, be, this, this should be a beat down. Um, so I don't like either of those dudes. The Jacksonville wide receivers, uh, DJ Chark and D.D. Westbrook. Colts are tough. Colts have a very good defense, and they're getting Jacoby Brissett back. 
Uh, I think that offense is going to control the clock. Yes, this is Nick Foles' comeback game. And I think this is going to be one of those games where we see Nick Foles play. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very mediocre outing. Mm-hmm. And then all of the questions on whether or not they should have gone away from Gardner Minshew are, are going to surface mm-hmm. after this game. Mm-hmm. Then next week, he's going to look fine. Yeah. Um, okay. So this, this is going to be a struggle game for Jacksonville's offense. Devontae Parker. This is the last game that Devontae Parker is going to stink. They're playing against Buffalo. It's going to be a tough It's a tough division game. There wasn't much to the wide receiver the last time they played. It was a very low-scoring defensive battle in the trenches. Um, and so I don't like Devontae Parker this week. Um, Stephon Diggs. Mm. Denver's just stingy. We've seen it week after week. Mm-hmm. That defense is getting better and better every single week, and they keep games tight. Well, the other issue with Diggs – Last week, he is he was three of six targets right. for 49 yards. So already he's struggling. You've got Thielen out. Um, Minnesota did sign, like we talked about earlier, they signed Josh Dawson to try to increase their – Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not signed. Josh Dawson is off of injury uh, IR. Okay. So he's coming back to the team. But even still, like you said, against Denver – uh, and I've, I need Stephon Diggs, and I'm not confident. Well, what we've, what we've seen is that he needs Thielen on the field. Yeah. Right? Th- having Thielen on the field takes away a lot of attention. When you know all you've got to stop is Stephon Diggs, that's why we've been seeing an increase in targets for Kyle Rudolph. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. You take away Stephon Diggs. And I know how much that, that just it drives me yeah, nuts. I know. It drives me nuts. But it happens every year. It seems like it, it, he has this stint of games where he's the, the tight end that you want to stay far away from as you can. And then, and then all of a sudden and then it's like, like, oh, you need Kyle Rudolph come on, your, on, on your on your, but on your roster. I did say start him last week. And you he, did. And he did. He got two touchdowns last week, so I was very happy about that. Um, yeah, I don't like Diggs in this game. Last. Oh, no, not last. I got a few more. Uh, Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've seen this movie. And Arizona kept the game close. They had one long play in the fourth quarter that kept them in the game. Other than that, they ran the ball well. Kenny and Drake had a great game against the 49ers on Halloween night. Um, But the receivers didn't do much of anything in that game. I expect that narrative to continue. Philadelphia's wide receivers, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar and Jordan Matthews. Again, they're playing New England. That defense, I don't like starting any of my offensive players against the New England Mm -hmm. Patriots. Now, we saw a shift when they played um, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Baltimore's offense is a very high-powered offense. Philly doesn't have that type of offense. Well, and remember, just to add, Alshon Jeffrey is out. Jordan Matthews is just back. So now you're just looking at Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar, and And I'm not confident that they can do anything against New England. Now, if they were playing somebody else, we saw what what Nelson Aguilar could do when he is the one on that roster. He's very capable. It's just it's the matchup that stinks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I just don't like it. I don't like any of the receivers in the game against the Rams and the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. Um, So that includes Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Cordero Patterson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I, 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 this is going to be a game that this is going to be a defensive game, and if there's going to be points, we're going to see tight end work and work on the ground. Um, so I'm not digging them. And last but not least, Kenan Allen and Mike Williams against Kansas City Chiefs. 
The Chiefs are terrible against the run. So as he said on on Wednesday, we're going to see a lot of Melvin Gordon, potentially some Austin Eckler in this game. But the Chargers are not going to air the ball out much in this one. Did you talk about Detroit's wide receivers against Dallas? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. You Then you pretty much picked up all mine. Diggs, Dotson, Thielen's out, every, Minnesota against Denver. The Eagles against New, uh, New England, and then Detroit. Kenny Galladay, even last week when they played the Cowboys. Um, no, they're playing Cowboys this week. But last week, uh, Kenny Galladay, three of nine or yeah, three of nine targets. They got a backup quarterback. 57 yards. It's tough. So this is not the Kenny Galladay that you're used to. Yeah. Marvin Jones Jr., you're not, you're not playing him. They're not going to be able to give you what you need against Dallas. Yep. All right, so those are our wide receiver positions. We'll get into these tight end positions. I'm just going to go ahead and start you out. You play your tight end against Arizona. But Kittle is out. But. Okay, so the name you want to know is Ross Dwelly. That's what I have written down here. And, yes, we saw his targets increase when Kittle went out last week, or mm-hmm. when Kittle was out last week in that game against Seattle. He had a decent outing. And, again, you played. that's the rule. Play your tight end against Arizona. This dude's going to have a nice game. Okay. Um, as we talk about all the time, tight ends is really straightforward. If you have a team that's good against a tight end, don't play them. you have a team that's bad against a tight end, play them. So, Jason Witten, I like Witten this week. I like Eric Ebron. Now, what I learned this week that I didn't know. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> sure the mic picked all that up. <laughs> Eric Ebron went in and had a sit-down with a head coach, with a GM, uh, and with um, Jacoby Brissett and was like, yo, I need to get more involved in this offense or I, I need to get out of here. And 10 targets last week. Okay. As a squeaky wheel gets to grease. Okay. Right? And he's a good tight end. I don't understand why they haven't been using him more. Now they do have Jack Doyle there as well, who's also a serviceable tight end, right? But – I expect that trend to continue against Jacksonville, so I like Ebron this week. I like uh, Jared Cook against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm-hmm. I like Gerald Everett if he plays. Now, I had him, I picked him up in most leagues to start against the Chicago Bears because mm-hmm. that is one place that they do give it up to on that defense. And so I loved him this week, and then he popped up on the injury report with that wrist injury Okay. this week. So I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about that, but if he plays, j- play Gerald Everett this week for sure, and Hunter Henry. Okay. All right, so I just have Detroit's tight end against Dallas, but it de- maybe, maybe not, depending on the um, – Quarterback. If Stafford was playing, I would thought about circling him, mm-hmm. but with Stafford out, I just don't know. Uh, and then obviously I have Gerald Cook and I have Dwelly obviously with Kittle being out yep. and you play your tight end against Arizona. Now I have three quarterbacks that are obviously you're just not going to start them just solely bla- based on defensive matchup. Okay. That's Miami's tight end, Arizona's yep. tight end, and uh, Zach Ertz, Philadelphia's tight end against New England. Now, yep. I'm sure you're going to wrap them up into your discussions. But these are just my tight ends solely based on the matchup for the week. I didn't see any additional analysis that would make me think any different. So you're not playing Gessick, you're not playing Charles Clay, and you're not playing Zach Ertz. Um, you got two out of you got two out of the four. That, uh, yeah, you're gonna say here. play Ga- Zach Ertz. No. Oh. No, you got Gasecki and you got Zach Ertz that I agree with absolutely 
do not put out there this week. So you do not agree with Charles Clay against San Francisco? It's not that I don't agree. Uh, he was just one of the ones that I have on the difference radar. Okay, you don't care. Um, because they don't use him enough. That's right? true. So we talked about that last week with Tyler. I don't think the matchup really matters. Yeah, it's a not. bad matchup for him, but I wouldn't play him any week. Um, so I'd stay away from him. The other two that I have underlined as, as guys that I would not put out there are uh, Darren Waller. Mm. Um, mm. Wait a minute. I'm going to need you to explain this. To I, me. I just. Because I, I really need him to, this is, to give me something this week. Or I need to find another tight end, which in the two leagues I think I have Darren Waller, I cannot find another tight end. This is going to be a heavy Josh Jacobs outing against okay. the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Um, I do like – now, see, I, I didn't circle Tyrell Williams, Zay Jones, or Hunter Renfro because they're kind of middle of the road for me. They're going to play a role in this game. As far as their wide receivers. Yeah, but I think if you're going to take something away from Oakland, you take away Darren Waller. Okay. They're not going to be able to stop Josh Jacobs. They're third. They're twenty eighth against the run. Okay. And I think Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going to have a good game. Um, I just don't. I don't like Waller in this matchup at all. And Mark Andrews. Um, the one place where that defense is serviceable. Mark is, Andrews here in Baltimore. Baltimore is mm-hmm. against the running against the tight end. Houston is solid against the running against the tight end. So, which is why I like Brown so much in this game. And of course, Lamar Jackson is just Lamar Jackson. What his offense can do, he makes up for on his own. Um, and so I, I don't see Mark Andrews having the game that he had now. He was a, had a bounce back last week with two touchdowns, and I think that's going to slow all the way down this week. All right. Well, with that, like we said before we started this segment, go back to Wednesday's show. If you want to hear quarterbacks and running backs that we recommend for this week, uh, we just went through the wide receivers and the tight ends. And uh, hope, just a reminder that Kansas City is playing what, Detroit? No, they're not playing Detroit. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is playing whoever they're playing in Mexico City this week on Monday night. Uh, is it Monday night? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Mexico City game is Monday it's night. It's a division game. They're playing the Chargers. Ooh. Yeah. And with that, May the odds be forever in Kansas City's favor.